Yo, look who has arrived. You guys. Thanks for tuning in to Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, two guys who are not in quarantine yet, uh, talk about movies, music, television, and random stuff in our lives. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us over at Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR at Instagram. On today's show, we, in light of recent news regarding Fiona Apple's new album coming soon, are going to cover her four albums, one each week, starting with her debut album title, and how the coronavirus has put a damper in movies and TV production. We'll tell you about some movies that have been pushed back. Riz will let you know more about which DVDs and music that are available out and will play Six Degrees of Separation and our fact of the week. But first, quick news. Alright, so this is a cool 79 degrees going on right now in Miami. Uh, We are recording on Monday. Um... Beautiful, beautiful weather we're having lately. Waiting for it to warm up so it kills that coronavirus, as as our president is saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll get to that, (laughs) I guess. So the first quick news we have is Bob Iger had a recent interview uh, and said that some new movies are being released digitally for Disney+, Plus, but one of them has no plans to ever make it and that is the Song of the South. If you guys don't know Song of the South, babe, you want to... Song of the South is... I've actually probably only seen segments of it. It's uh, a famously racist uh, Disney movie. And the only segment that I've seen, and I'm sure everyone's seen, is the zippity doo Which is the one of the most Disney general right. song ever. Supposedly, it's about a boy who befriends a slave and is told stories about um, a rabbit. If you've ever been to Disney World, Splash Mountain is uh, pretty self-explanatory. Is, is, yeah, it's is it's based on on the the what is it the Brer Brer Rabbit or something like that. I've never watched it. I don't. I really don't know. I know that well, it's Splash controversial. Mountain. Splash Mountain. I mean. Um, so that's a little awkward that that ride is based on this movie. Yeah. Honestly, I wish that they would they would put it on the service with a warning because, you know, you can't erase history. His, you know, if history is racist, then it's racist. We accept that it's racist. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. But they're making that decision not to put it on. And I, you know, there, there's so much more that they could take away if, if they decide that you know things are too are too offensive you can't find it anywhere you can't no i mean not even there's YouTube. there's old old vhs copies from like and i think they stopped making it in, in the late 1980s oh, okay so you would probably have to like find that like at pawn shops or like cons yeah maybe we can pick it up at, at a con we, we always get that stuff um but you know there's the the um, Siamese cats in in Lady and the Tramp that are offensive. There's the the birds from Dumbo that are offensive. Oh my um, god, that! And it's like it's not. We're not saying it's not offensive, but it's you can't change history. That's all I'm saying. So, so educational purposes, you believe that it should be more easier accessible. 
Yeah, well, maybe they, they, they should put it on another service if they don't want to put it on Disney Plus just for educational services. Talking about Song of the South, I recently read that Shirley Temple did a, did a movie with an African-American dancer. Mr. Bojangles. Correct. I did a, a black history report on him when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. Well, when that movie came out, it was the part of him and her together was completely cut out. Hmm. There was a part where she and him are dancing up a, up the stairs in like tap tap dancing. And that whole part was edited hmm. in order to be shown in the South. That's that's fucked up. Hmm. Um, but interesting. That's an interesting piece of a fact, of, and it's not even the fact of the week. No, no. <laughs> Do you have a fact of the week? Uh, not yet. But by the end of the show, I got one. You better. <laughs> you better. All right. Uh, uh, moving on. Moving on. So, uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. So Matt Bettinelli, opium, opium. Open, open? Is that his name? Oplin. Oplin and Tyler Gillette, uh, the directing duo behind Ready or Not, which we reviewed on this show and we really liked, yes, have been reported to helm the next movie in the Scream franchise. Uh, there is no word currently whether this will be a continuation, if this will be Scream 5 or this will be a reboot. God, I hope it's not a reboot because... Uh, you know, you're just. I'm just getting old. <laughs> I'm just getting old. If it's if they're rebooting stuff from my heyday, you know what I mean. I remember when we first started this podcast, you had no like thought that this was ever going to be picked up, or you thought that you know it was going to take a long, long time. Like you didn't see it coming anytime soon. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I think Scream Four was was. Fantastic, not as good as Scream Two, but oh. it was so much better than Scream Three, and I and I like Scream Three, um, but it just didn't do that well. So I I didn't expect it. Um, I didn't. Well, I mean, it, it has. It was 2012, I think. So yeah. it has been eight years. So I guess I have a feeling they're gonna try to get uh, Courtney Cox, Nev Campbell, and David Arquette back. Um, and if not, they'll just reboot it, which you know. We'll see. We'll see. What do you think? The only thing I can think of is it'll be a movie where Sydney is like a mom already and they're after her daughter and and Sydney. Uh, but maybe Sydney doesn't know. And then her daughter's like throughout the whole movie avoiding getting killed. And at the end of the movie, she sees like the scream dude. And then that goes into like the second sequel and then it'll be Sydney running from from the killer all right that's that's an interesting theory that was a very detailed theory yeah <laughs> thank you and then Courtney Cox character what's her name Gail Weathers Gail Weather fierce bangs can we talk about that for a moment scream three those three inch bangs girl anyways <laughs> she was not looking snatched um she probably would be um, married to to the officer da- guy, um, and then her kid would probably go to school with the daughter of Sydney. And yeah, very generic. 
Because what more can you do? Like, if it's a re uh, a sequel, I'm sure. Well, the these two writers, uh, I'm assuming they'll they'll write it or and direct it. They did a, an amazing job with Ready or Not, so I have faith in them uh, to take over from the oh, dearly yeah. departed Wes Craven. Uh, and supposedly Kevin Williamson will be involved in in some yes capacity. Who wrote? the the movie the originals he wrote uh one one two oops and four and three was like his concept i guess but it ended up being written by i think ewan kruger hmm so uh we'll keep you posted on that hopefully we get some cool ass details by this christmas um if we survive the coronavirus. We're, we're, come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the next thing we have is uh, Ryan Murphy recently released a little sneak peek tidbit of season 10 American Horror Story. And just a couple days before that, he did also uh, let everyone know the next cast that's going to be uh, lined up. Uh Hell yeah, Evan Peters is coming back, and Sarah Paulson, who took a season off. Uh, they were they were sorely missed last season. Absolutely. Uh, Kathy Bates is also back, who also took last last season off. Billy Lord, Finn Wittrock will be back full time. He appeared in only the finale last year. Mm-hmm. The amazing Lily Rabe, the hilarious Leslie Grossman, uh, my God, Adina Porter. There's. Not much I can say about her other <laughs> She's than super talented. I love her. Angelica Ross. My goddess. <laughs> I love her so much. And uh, Macaulay Culkin for some reason. <laughs> I, I love that. I freaking love that. <laughs> well, you know, I, I okay. Picture looks like, okay, so they released a poster, a teaser image, basically, of a hand kind of reaching out, it looks like, on a beach. Yes. Um. So my my theory was that it's going to be like a castaway type. Uh, yes. Storyline. The interweb is a brewing with a bunch of theories, and a lot of people are leaning towards ghost ship shipwreck, uh, type thing. I think it's more of like an isolation lost type thing. Probably with zombies, or you know. With ghosts, because they always go back to ghosts. Yeah, they always they, go to the paranormal. They end up killing so many people off that they have on contract that they mm-hmm. just have to bring back as ghosts. That's yeah. my that, that's the only reason. It's like, why kill them off? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a lot is going on. Not a lot of buzz about this yet. This news is just very, very recent. And uh, the cast looks pretty solid. And um, we'll see how... how it, all goes together. I'm just, I'm thrilled to see uh, Sarah Paulson and Evan Peters back. Evan Peters is such an amazing actor. Can we talk, before we move on, because it's not even on here, can we talk about the last episode of Fosse Verdon for a second? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay. So, the episode that we just recently saw was uh, episode 7 called Nowadays, which is basically Chicago. And in the show, uh, Michelle Williams is, or in this case, Gwen, uh, is telling a story through 
um, as the show showrunner. Yeah, she's basically Billy Flynn. Yeah, from Chicago, and she's she's kind of narrating as as the show goes on, and it's basically the creation of Chicago, and the and in flashbacks the creation of their daughter. Yeah. So it's basically the creation of basically their two their two babies, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, which I didn't put together until just now, so the, obviously that was that was on purpose. Pretty pretty spot on, actually, about that episode. Now that you said that, it if you guys seen Fosse Verdon or know about it, Gwen has been trying to get Chicago for the past twenty years at this point, right? She was trying to, yeah, she she's trying, trying to trying own to the rights, get the rights to to it. do the Broadway show, but Fosse Bob Fosse always didn't want to and decided to do Sweet Charity which completely bombed and a lot of people think that it was because they didn't use Gwen Verdon for the movie because Sweet Charity is based off of her Broadway performance in which she won a Tony right? Right, right. Um, And he went to do another movie or another show and she finally has it and my god Bob Fosse was a total asshole. To this woman, and at the end, at the end of their creation of Chicago, they felt like uh, Roxy Hart needed a big final number, and Tada Gwen created it, and he pl- she played it to the writers, to the producers, to a director, and one of oh, and the actress playing Velma Kelly, and everyone loved it because Chicago, you know, at the end she redeemed herself, blah 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 blah. Um, yeah, and this this is one of those just intense scenes that I knew I you know when I watched it, you're like, holy crap! It was really intense, and basically everyone's like, yeah, but then Bob was like, how about we do it with Velma Kelly? Yeah, uh, let let let's just hear it as a duet. And and Gwen took this very 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 personally because this was her show. She had wanted it so bad, and she wanted this last number for herself. Correct. And she took it so personally. And really, I think where he was coming from, yes, he was he was jealous of her talent. Absolutely. And, but also her voice, you know, she wasn't a, a young, a, a spring chicken anymore, basically. I'm, so. Go ahead. Like, there was a little bit of him, I guess, trying to take the, take the. Control? Yeah, I guess. take Or take take like the um, the burden off of her cuz he didn't feel he could she could do it. So it was jealousy oh, and no. also cuz well in the scene she does kind of struggle like singing the well, song. Yeah, and throughout rehearsal, I mean at this time she's in her 50s, right? I think she's uh either 50 or, or 49. Yeah, and, and the numbers are really fast. If you guys have seen Chicago, all that jazz and other numbers are, are really fast and very very sharp. So it's not the young like you said spring chicken Gwen Verdon that she she was. But she wanted it so badly and this was her show. She was going to she, it's it, it it it's tough because. So at the end, I'm I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Because you kind of you kind of understand. I mean, not not understand Fosse. He was an asshole. I didn't. I but, didn't feel that way through him at but all. But you you kind of saw her struggling, and 
you know the the awful line that he's when he's talking to one of the producers who else is gonna direct it who else is gonna buy Gwen Verdon as a young ingenue you know he that threw her under the bus off like that. and he threw it to her face yeah she's like you're not you're not the same as you used to and it was just really really awful for her and that whole scene that scene when she's just like had it up to here well if you guys can see me it's like really high (laughs) um that you know it's her it's her and at the end se lo salió con la suya (laughs) it means that he got his own way it's it's incredible and i know that people are saying like when it comes to award shows, they're like, oh, it doesn't matter and all this stuff. Michelle Williams deserved that. Deserved those awards for playing Gwen Verdon because she had me hooked. Thank you. She had me absolutely. Yes, sometimes or most of the times award shows can be rigged, but these award shows are this main purpose uh, is to celebrate these actresses and actors who did who do great work and when you have an actor or an actress and sometimes a musician that c- completely pulls you in of course give them the award yeah i Hell I've, yeah. I've said in the past that it's the it was the performance of the year and it, was it really is absolutely yeah. i don't i'm i don't think sam rockwell deserved the award i don't think he did uh, he i don't think he did get it completely but my lord michelle williams like she is a national treasure and she speaks so eloquently okay we're running out of time (laughs) if you guys have a chance go see fossey verdon it's on fx on demand and i think if you guys have hulu it is available now on hulu now that fx is on hulu because disney bought marvel and yeah. Fox and all that stuff. We have one more episode to go, and then it's over, and then we Ugh. gotta wait. Like seeing Michelle Williams on a weekly basis was freaking heaven to me. You know what I mean? Because I, because you know she's done nothing but movies since Dawson's Creek, and really I didn't bother watching the last four seasons of Dawson's Creek. I gave <laughs> up. I like I would record it and just sort of fast forward to her, to her scenes, which unfortunately became less and less and less and less to give mm-hmm. to give the golden girl Katie Holmes more screen time and you you see how that sh- how that turned out yeah all right so moving on to our regular schedule program the coronavirus is hitting the entertainment industry very hard much like the rest of the world who and the CDC is advising people to restrict travel and public gatherings like concerts and movie theaters and due to the outbreak some studios and movies are pushing back their movie releases we want to let you guys know which movies uh, that have been postponed and delayed with the most recent one that I sent you while you we were at work uh, Universal has decided to stream uh, their most three recent movies uh, on demand I, I forgot what are those three movies it is uh, The Hunt Okay. Uh, the Invisible, Invisible Man, Man. Yeah. and uh, The Troll, the new Troll movie. Oh, God, help us. Uh, it's probably, I think I read that it's going to be available this Friday to rent for 48 hours for nineteen ninety five. So it is a Damn. little steeper than going to the movies for a matinee like we do for about six twenty five. dollars uh, So if you really want to see those movies, well, 20 yeah, bucks. We should add that Disney Plus 
uh, fast tracked Frozen Two. Correct. Uh, which we need to just have a Frozen marathon. Oh my God! We'll, yes. bring, we'll bring our sweaters. So one of the biggest, hottest, most anticipated action movie that are that is was released or going to be released this year was F Nine: The Fast and the Furious. Uh, continuation of the sequel the original date was 5 2020 that's may 22nd and the new release actually is being pulled back a full year oh, almost a full year april 2nd 2021 damn uh, they are not playing they want all their fucking yeah. money uh the new james bond we've mentioned before uh is pushed back no time to die uh the original release date was april 10th and the new release date will be November 25th this year. Yeah. So remember, guys, this podcast is being recorded on Monday. So these dates can change yeah. uh, by the time uh, this episode gets released. Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, was set to release March 3rd, 2020. And the new release date is August 7th, 2020. Uh, Mulan was originally supposed to be released at the end of the month, March 27th. And at this time, there is no... A new release date. Neither are Antler. That is what, or that was going to be set to release April seventeenth, twenty twenty. A Quiet Place two, March twentieth, twenty twenty. Uh, The Lovebirds and God help us. Lord have mercy uh, I, I, on I, this I movie. Accidentally predicted it. New New Mutants has been pushed back and, for the fifth time. And I joked about it. You know, I'll believe it when I see it. And I, I, you know, I could never have predicted that. And I would that tell would be you, no. Coronavirus. Josh Boone <laughs> tweeted it. He put the Instagram out. It's like for sure. He oh freaking, God. he freaking did the whole trailer. We he, are devastated that this movie has been pushed back again. We've been waiting so long. And it's to be announced as well. Like, there's, there's no. In, no date release for this cursed movie. It's unbelievable. Oh and, my god! But uh, it's nothing like it's it's nothing to do with the studio or the movie itself. It's it's this pandemic which that's going on. Yeah, you know, it, you can't you can't blame the studios. We can get frustrated, but we can't blame you know put place blame. You know what I mean? A lot of people on Twitter are asking for. Uh, Disney to release it on Disney Plus with what was the other one with Mulan? No, uh, they have to release those in the theater. But they, they ha- I I think they have to. No, yeah. especially Mulan, which has been getting so many good reviews. It c- it could be up for award season next year if they release it on on demand. Mm-hmm. It won't be up for. I mean, it uh it'll up be up for TV and not uh not theater or Oscars. Yeah, a lot of. Uh, although that movie is getting a lot of flack for hiring white people. Uh, no, I know, I know. But at least the at least they didn't get a white actress to put on yellow face. I mean, it's not yeah, it's not like that Hollywood exec who wanted Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman back in the '90s because we didn't think that we us. would remember someone as iconic as Harriet Tubman, but. Or okay. ScarJo playing an Asian character, a traditionally Asian character, or transgender person. Well, she she backed out of that after I, after people got very upset with her. But bitch, she fucking picked up that contract <laughs> and signed it. She's like, hmm, I think I could play this. Please. All right, move. 
<laughs> By the way, a bunch of TV shows and movies also halted productions like Riverdale, Netflix, Grey's Anatomy, Falcon and Winter Soldier, who were currently filming in Prague. Uh, Russian Doll, which one of, was oh, one of our favorite shows, uh, stopped. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, Dr. Phil, Jeopardy, The Price is Right are all taping without an audience. And the late night shows as well. Disney World and Universal Studios are completely closed. Guys. We are living in a, in a, in a strange time. And I don't, like, I'm, I'm working from home this week, you know, and until or like as they say indefinite uh they're they're planning worst case scenario july to come back if you go ahead it's sobering and and honestly we had this meeting today and it was a little scary you know i mean i'm going in tomorrow because we're gonna be like skeleton crews on rolling schedule and i'm i'm up first and then i'm out like i'm probably going in once a week you know i don't and for people like me who work with private businesses that they can't afford to to shut down for indefinite, you know, it's not like uh, other big million dollar corporations that can let go, can per, um, temporarily, I'm sorry, uh, let go of these people until this this pandemic 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 oh, uh, subsides. Where I'm not being shut down. I'm working from home. Like I, I will be or. I have to sign in and I have to, um, you know, virtual connect to my desktop and it's going to, it's going to be interesting, but I'll, uh, when you listen to us on Wednesday, uh, I'll be home. So hit me up on Instagram at press play AR that's uh, press play AR on Instagram. Yeah. And if those who have been following us on Twitter, we've always, uh, are tweeting to please wash your hands and listen to the scientists. Don't listen to politics for health advice or listen to your primary care physician and practice universal hygiene care. Yeah. We're going to go take a quick break. We're going to go wash our hands and put a little hand sanitizer and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. One of Riz and Imo's favorite artists. And I want to point out that it was you, babe, that told me, no, not just criminal. Listen to her whole album and her entire catalog that ignited a a strong respect and love and admiration for her. Fiona Apple is a lyrical genius and a force to be reckoned with. Her fifth album, which we will talk more about it over at Quick News, is around the corner as she posted on her social media that her album is done. For the next four episodes of Press Play with Augie and Riz, we want to focus, talk, and break down each of her four albums, starting with her debut album, Title. That's title, T-I-D-A-L, as in title wave, not title, as in title of an album. <laughs> it's, the title is the title. Yeah, it was funny back then. Yeah. Uh, Title was released July 23rd, 1996. It peaked at number 15 on the U.S. Billboard Top 200 and number two on the U.S. Billboard Heat Seekers chart. The album had four singles and videos in the U.S., which were Shadow Boxer, Sleep to Dream, Criminal, and Never is a Promise. Uh, a promotional single for Slow Like Honey was also released to radio with no video, and The First Taste was released exclusively in France with a video, but I don't think there was a uh, a, a single. Um, I mean, I'm sure it went to radio, but I don't think there was a physical single oh, okay. release. 
Criminal was the breakout song that catapulted Fiona to superstardom. As of 2016, the album has sold more than 2.9 million copies, making it three-time platinum in the U.S., gold in France, and platinum in Canada. Title cemented Fiona Apple into a legendary artist of the 90s, next to the likes of Alanis Morissette and Tori Amos. Apple said, It was more of a sake of proving myself, telling people from the past something, and also trying to get friends for the future. Where were you in 1996 when this song came out? Uh, I remember distinctly, uh, like, I guess watching VH1 and this very slow ballad video started. And it was and it was a simple ass video. It was just Fiona in a studio and it was Shadow Boxer and, you know, the voice was haunting. She had such an amazing deep voice i wasn't honestly that impressed with with shadow boxer i didn't you know i was you know what 14 15 mm-hmm. i i i liked the more poppy stuff or not poppy but more of a of upbeat upbeat yeah um and it wasn't until i think i said it in the past that sleep to dream came out which is very funky and very like psychedelic video that i actually you know uh purchased the album yep the album came out with 10 songs at in 1996 i was focused with i guess power ranger and x-men the animated series i want to say so it wasn't again like i said at the top until you came around and you told me i think it was i was listening to another song that you liked and i said make me a playlist of something similar to that song. Yeah, it was actually a parting gift, which is from the the third album. You you're you like I was talking and you like put your hand up and you turn the music up, and you're like and you just listened and it's it's interesting how like one song could you know captivate you and kind of start start something exactly yeah and you know it. It made me such a fan of hers. And when I would listen to her, I wouldn't just listen to her sing, but I would listen to the words that she's trying to say. And those words are absolutely intertwined so well that I I just love the way she writes. And I think a part of it has to do with having that book of poetry her mom gave her. Uh, Oh. She ref- she refers to a lot when writing songs, especially uh, with this debut album that she has. Her lyrics are poetry, and I don't think my 15-year-old mind, or 14-year-old mind at the time, it was July, uh, like could grasp the entire album. At the time, it was the singles, you know? Uh, and I would listen to it, but I couldn't grasp it. And yeah. People would say, damn, that song, Sullen Girl, it's about, you know, her being date raped, you know? Correct. And I'm like, you know, I had no idea because I I didn't listen to it. I was too young. And mind you, she was 16 when she wrote this this song. Exactly. These songs. She was way ahead of her years in, you know, uh, just, God, powerful. So listening listening, listening to it today... You hear the pain in, in these songs, and you hear 
what she was saying and you hear the the like in never is a promise the 16 year old what a 16 year old can put down as far as love goes yeah and and the longing for for someone god producer andrew slater said that he couldn't believe a 17 year old would write and sound like this it, it was as if a uh, old soul wrote it you have sullen girl and then you have sleep to dream with which basically talks about her telling the guy that she's not someone to be fooled with or you know like i don't i only the only time i'm dreaming is is when i go to sleep like i'm constantly like on my toes and stuff and you can't fool me this is coming from a 16 17 year old girl to write these these lyrics it's just the way that she writes it it's not like hey i'm smarter than you and i'm good looking like it's so good even though you know they did ultimately have to sexualize her i'm i'm saying have to i don't i don't know in order uh you know i'm sorry the criminal video was very sexualized and that's why it became such a big hit just like Britney Spears, you know, in in the crop top that made her a star. Yeah, but it sucks. She says that she has no regret in saying that Good. because Criminal does talk about using her lust and stuff to get what wh- she wants. What she wants and that Good. she feels guilty, but she's like, "You know what? Like fuck it." So, in order for her to portray that in her videos, she has to be you know, a little scandalous. Hence, the reason why the the music video starts with her waking up or or laying down in like an what seems to be like an after party. Yeah, or possibly after after an orgy or something. Uh, as an adult, I've I've had so much more appreciation for this album. It's I you know it, it is a work of art and it goes beyond the singles. Mm-hmm. You know you you put it on. I have the vinyl now. I have you know my little Fiona uh, vinyl collection. The only thing I'm missing is her second album, which you know we'll get to that. Um, but just listen and just get lost in this album. That's all. That's all I can say. She she's definitely if not one the best lyricist of of my my youth or my time yeah one of uh part of the lyrics in selling girl it goes is that why they call me a selling girl selling girl they don't know i used to sail the deep and tranquil sea but he washed me ashore and he took my pearl and left an empty shell of me that yeah. That right there is telling you, you know, she got used and the guy took what she he wanted and left her empty. And I think like the again, the way that she writes and the way that she describes her situations is is absolutely it's it's great. I love it. Um, so yeah, the first taste I, I love. Yeah. And that was, like I said, released only in France. Uh, I, I, I think I still have. Back in the day when you bought CDs, they would have featuring these singles. Yes. Um, and I would always keep that little sticker, and I still have the sticker. And on that sticker, it shows the first taste was originally supposed to be the third single. It was, or possibly the second single. I think Shadow Boxer, Sleep to Dream, the first taste, and and then Criminal was supposed to be fourth. 
Um, the first taste I do like the opening when it goes, I lie in an early bed thinking late thoughts. Yeah. And it, I I just it's smart and, and very cheeky what this song also talks about, which I like. Yeah. Um, out of the four albums that are currently available now, th- this is isn't my strongest one it's the hardest to get through it's it is the hardest to get through because i feel like do you think that she threw herself out there so much so soon um i feel that she like i said previously she she set out to make art and and art isn't doesn't always have a hook and there aren't like mm-hmm. for several of the songs mm-hmm. there aren't that hook it's just like a stream of conscious poem set to music yeah um my all-time favorite i've said in the past zanky's zanky's getting the leash yeah, he but, wants to be walked well zanky i'm gonna be home for the better part of the next <laughs> week so i'll be walking you uh my favorite uh fiona song uh is never is a promise it's it's gorgeous and it's theatrical and the the music video for that is is just stunning and it's out of out of her four four american singles it's i think the only one that wasn't a huge hit and it it honestly should have been i i love that they took a chance by making that a single and making a video for that um it unfortunately didn't hit the way it should have I like from this album. I really like Shadow Boxer. Shadow yeah. Boxer talks about uh, her always being ready when the guy comes and when the guy leaves, and uh, basically telling the guy like, "Hey, next time you're gonna come my way, I'm gonna be ready for what you have." So that's why I'm over here shadow boxing, which is what I guess in boxing term is just punching the air to practice i guess yeah you're basically um you have like a light shining on you and you're you're punching at your shadow yeah so uh, yeah it's it's, it's i like that uh criminal which is again one of or the song that that did her biggest it's her biggest song stapled her to to who she is right now reached number four in the u.s billboard modern rock track 18 in the U.S. Billboard Top 40 Mainstream, and 21 in the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Uh, this album has has very few little little mistakes, if you ask me. And I think today it still holds a candle to any of these like poppy girls now want yeah, to be like. Let's not get into into the current music state but she did win some awards correct yeah uh she won the billboard music award uh best new artist for sleep to dream uh music video in 1997 the mtv uh, this is in 1997 the mtv video music award for uh sleep to dreams uh best new artist and vh1 criminal won most stylish video okay (laughs) <laughs> uh, she won the Grammy in 1998 Best Female Rock Vocal Performance for, for Criminal And uh, the Video Music Award for Best Cinematography for Criminal So a funny story about Fiona Apple I read an article recently when she, was first, when she first signed on to a record label Basically, 
the record label had to decide how they were going to sell her. And they were going to basically choose her, the name that she was going to use to sell albums. And they had her stage this, name, her state. Well, her stage name, her, her full name is Fiona McAfee, Apple Magger. And Fiona, like in the article said, God, I hope it's not Apple. God, I hope it's not Apple. God, I hope it's not Apple. And it was Apple. <laughs> they chose Apple. But it, it, like the the thing about that article that surprised me was how much like a record company had control. Like they, she couldn't even choose her name, like how she would be known. That's amazing. And that's very minute thing in the record industry of how much control they have of you. And if you're not careful, they can actually own your songs. Yeah. You. If you don't read that contract right, and yep. that ha- that has happened, happened to, many, to artists. many artists, artists such as TLC, uh, who's the recent one that's going Taylor through Swift, Kesha as well. Yeah. Um, gotta be careful. It's, read, read. Yeah. All right. Uh, we can't wait to discuss uh, Fiona's second album, which is actually the her shortest, <laughs> her shortest uh, in between. Oh. Between the first and the second, there was only three years. Uh, three years. And I remember that that seemed like forever for me back then. I, if only I had known how it long like it would this, take. This rapper that tweeted that he is finally coming out with his album after two years. And his fans were like completely going bonkers like oh my god it's taking forever and i'm like whoa whoa, whoa. come back to me when he's reached the same gap as fiona or alanis morissette but back then when you're when you're younger it's like that time does go slower like it there was what a two-year gap between alanis morissette's first two albums and I remember feeling like it felt forever. Uh, and then today, it's like a two-year gap would be freaking amazing. I'm, I've waited eight years for a new for a new Fiona Apple and Alanis Morissette. You know, uh, that would be amazing today. Well, look, San Francisco is going on a twenty-four hour lockdown for three weeks. Anyways, yeah, we're honestly this is like we're heading to, to that up point. to the minute thing. Guys, be safe. Again, I, we can't stress this uh, much. Just you know, practice proper universal hygiene care and and look out for one another and be thoughtful and mindful when you're stocking up and check up on uh, your your grandpa or your grandma, or your senior citizens, and your family. Th- this isn't a hoax. This is very serious. Uh, This isn't a political whatever towards either political party. Yeah. Don't. We're not. No. Don't go there. Or we're we're not going to go there. We just. This this doesn't need to be spread. It shouldn't have spread this far. It should not be going any further. Mm -hmm. So we need to all do our part. Yep. And in that case, do you want to tell us what DVDs and music that are available this week? I yes I do. Yep. Um, so, title is an awesome awesome album. Go download it if you have if you have Spotify. Listen to it. Listen to the words, and I I guarantee anyone can relate to it. Yes, please do. 
a new Blu-ray this week. Uh, Jumanji: The Next Level is out. Black Christmas, our favorite movie. My God. <laughs> uh, Richard Jewell is out, and a new DC uh, Superman animated movie, Red Sun. They're so out. good. DC know knows how to make animated movies. Hell yeah, they do. And shows. A uh, new uh, music coming out this week. A new album by out artist Adam Lambert called Velvet. Uh, Morrissey, the amazing Morrissey from the Smiths, has a new album called I Am Not a Dog and on a Chain. I am not. Um, and The Weeknd has a new album called After Hours. Um, we do have some big news. Uh, I just remembered one little piece of big news that I forgot to mention. Uh, Sinead O'Connor is going to be debuting a <gasps> demo of a new song. I forget what day. I think in in some in in, in an interview she's releasing the entire song. Um, she released a demo called Milestones. If you haven't heard it, look it up on on YouTube. It is heart wrenching. It's gorgeous. And God help me, whenever she decides to finally release a new album, I. It's it's gonna be amazing if if that song has is any any indication of what's to come. And I uh, correction I couldn't I, I I I couldn't remember the name of her new album. It's called No No Mud No Lotus. Hmm. Um, and there's still no release date, and there's really no no guarantee that it's even been recorded yet. Wow. She's I think she's still in the demo stage. But... Oh, we have one more one more album to So yeah. Um speaking of Fiona Apple, um she gave a very 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 long interview today, Monday, to the New Yorker. To the New Yorker where she talked about everything including the title for her next album, which is Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Fetch the Bolt Cutters, which is a quote from Gillian Anderson's character from the UK crime series, The Fall. Uh, so, you know, Riz's worlds are colliding. X-Files and, and Fiona <laughs> Apple. I love it. Uh, that was huge. Um, such song titles. Uh, you, you found, or you read that because we both like skimmed the article really fast. It went on for like pages and pages and pages. Yeah, this is a 13 song album, which what? is her longest uh, album to date. Uh, or most tracks. I mean, each uh, each each track could be 30 seconds, so it might not be longest for all we know. Um, yeah, and some of her songs include uh, some of her songs titles are "Newspaper," "On I Go," "Kick Me Under the Table," "For Her," "Heavy Balloon." I want you to love me, fetch the bolt cutter, and Shamika. Am I missing any? Uh, the drum set is gone, Ooh. and rack of his. Ooh, I think that's an interesting title. Sounds like a reverse misogyny. Yeah, uh, on I go uh, includes vocals from uh, actress Caroline Delavine, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, and her sister uh, Maud Maggart will be harmonizing again who was amazing in in hot knife oh my god that's such a such a funky funky song and one one thing the article said was uh that the songs um have that 
have like a drum beat or like a beat to them like Hot Knife. And oh. Hot Knife is one of my favorite songs from her last album. So yeah. that's, that's amazing. I, um, in light of all the coronavirus, things were kind of crazy at work. And like, I'm sitting there on, you know, on Instagram because I was tasked with making sure uh, old laptops were up to date and able to be used at home for people that didn't have computers at home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was able to skim through Instagram as they were updating. And there was there it was an article by Fiona Apple. And I almost plotted as they say. <laughs> and uh, and I'm, I'm like shaking, trying to type type it so I could send because obviously the first person I have to to let know is is Fiona Apple's newest asl fan that's me uh augie (laughs) um and we we both were skimming through the article and i was i was texting him song titles as as they came up in the article and i do i would like to sit down and actually read the article like full because apparently there's some heavy shit in it um but we have a song title. I mean, an album title and twelve out of the thirteen song titles. Uh, and all of the all of that sounds so 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 delicious right about now. So we should be getting that album within the next three to four months. You would say? I would say after the official announcement, it's usually a two to three months. Fantastic, uh, fantastic. Within the next couple weeks, there should be cover art, which she said that she considered uh, having a a drawing of Harvey Weinstein with a walker as the cover art. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm glad that she's going to go away from that. Cause I honestly don't want to be reminded by Harvey Weinstein or of Harvey Weinstein. I hope he rots in jail. Yeah. Um, but we should have a cover art and we should have a new single. Uh, hopefully if not by the Soon. end of the month, within the next week or so, I know we are like so giddy. <sighs> it's, it's, I'm I'm excited about it. You know, new Alanis Morissette, new new Fiona Apple, new The Killers. The The Killers announced uh, finally announced Caution. their release date and released a single called Caution, yeah. which I I'm I'm digging. I like it. I like it. It's I, it hits back a little to the OG Killers. Yeah, it's and the album Imploding Imploding the Mirage is going to be released at the end of uh, May. Uh, like I said, possibly new Sinead O'Connor. Uh, whenever, like, obviously, a new song is coming out. Um, it's just going to be a fantastic year for artists. Um, God, it, unfortunately, the Killers are already, you know, pushing their their tour back. I hope this is okay by my, June, so we can see Alanis more. My coworker said that they canceled the Lumineers, which are in May, and Alanis is just a month after. So we'll see what happens, guys. <sighs> let's keep this on a positive note. So let's play some six degrees well, of separation. I know, I know, Alanis will will postpone it, and she will come back if that's what happens. So um, hopefully, I just hope the album doesn't get get postponed because of that. I hope not either. All right, so give me your your six degrees of separation. I want to go with the the incredible, handsome John Hamm. And Lily Rabb, who is in the next season of American Horror Story. I want to say she's been in every season. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, Oh, and also in the next season. She, who'd she play in this last season? Oh, she played 
the One. serial killer's mother. Yeah. Which that was a really stupid end of end of season storyline to like tack on, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, give me a second. I'm sorry, Nova. We're almost done. Chill. <laughs> uh, John Ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, for a second, I I got John Ham confused uh, with. The guy from uh, the guy that was on the first season of American Horror Story. I forget his name. Oh, um, I have his freaking face. I know. There. And I was like, this will be the easiest one ever. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Um, Dylan. Something Dylan. We'll we'll we'll, we'll look it up. Whatever. Um. Okay, John Hamm was on Mad Men with uh oh my god what's her name from Invisible Girl Elizabeth Moss Invisible Man Elizabeth Moss uh Elizabeth Moss um is amazing in Handmaid's Tale uh with Joseph Fiennes uh Joseph Fiennes uh was in American Horror Story (laughs) Asylum where uh Lily Rabe played a nun And there you have it. And the fact of the week is the car that you see in the movie, a goofy movie, the yellow car that they drive cross country, is not really a fake car or a cartoon car. It's actually an AMC Pacer. The Pacer came out back in 1975, and it is considered one of the ugliest cars ever of all time. And that's the fact of the week, and you can do whatever you want with it because it's not mine. I think it's ugly beautiful. So I think we've reached the end of our episode Thank you so much for spending time with us This is episode 28 Wow 30's coming Oh Oh my god Thank you guys for continually Listening to us rant about movies And our daily lives And Miami And just our three dogs as well And we hope you continue to listen to us And follow us And just you know, connect with us as much as we want to connect with you guys. Yeah, we love hearing from you guys. So, you know, hit us up on on at Press Play AR on Instagram. Uh, you know, I'm I'm going to be home, so hit me up. <laughs> uh, and stay safe, stay clean, um, keep social distancing, I guess, and order your food in and let's 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 stop this this virus in its tracks. Wash your hands once again. Thank you so much for tuning in to Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey hey, I'm Riz. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.